0: Welcome to Peds in a Podcast, where our team of specialists shares with you tips on all things health and development for your little ones. My name is Leanne Tran, and I'm one of the psychologists here at Peds in a Pod. Today, we're joined by Dr. Tommy Tran, pediatrician at Peds in a Pod. Sleep is one of the biggest issues in becoming a parent. We all know if your child's not sleeping, you're not either. Tommy talks through what is normal, how to fix sleep problems, but more importantly, how to prevent them. So, Tommy, thank you for joining us again. Thanks for having me on. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, Last time we talked about the role of a paediatrician, which is really helpful. And you mentioned in the beginning some... um, medical components i guess and sleep might be one of them i think sleep is a really big issue for children and families um i think probably because if a child's not sleeping well neither are the parents <laughs> yeah, that's right. so i wanted to talk about sleep in more detail um, to start with how much sleep should kids be getting across you know the different developmental ages
1: yeah so there's no set amount um, that a child needs to sleep um, it can be variable for various different children um, the the thing I usually tell parents is that um, the child gets adequate sleep when they can wake up quite easily in the morning without feeling tired okay. um, sleep can also affect different things during the day like behavior and You know, if the kids are falling asleep in the car, then they're obviously not getting adequate sleep at night time. So it is different for everyone. Um, But usually if the kids look refreshed and happy and bright in the morning, um, then they're getting adequate sleep.
0: Okay, that's a good um, guideline. What are some of the impacts of not getting enough sleep?
1: Yeah, so I often um, ask parents to reflect on themselves when they um, don't get enough sleep um, because they, a lot of children will... Um, become quite irritable, they'll be short tempered, they often present with behaviour problems. Mm-hmm. Um, for the school age kids in particular, they'll often feel tired at school and they can um, have a short attention span, they might fall asleep at school um, and not be able to complete their schoolwork. Um, and in a lot of um, children, it, it can present very much like they have, say, some inattentive symptoms, um, which we see a lot of uh, as well. And sometimes when you just manage their sleep, um, their schoolwork improves
0: right okay so um behavior and learning and that kind of thing can be affected does it have any impact on um the medical side of things
1: um yeah so i guess there's a a relationship between not getting enough sleep and um your your mood uh, disorders um as as well um in some some people who don't get enough um, sleep or if they have medical conditions that cause poor quality sleep, for example, it can affect their cognitive function long-term um, as well. Okay. Um, so there are qu- quite a few long-term implications as well.
0: Right. So what can parents do to encourage good sleep in their kids, getting yeah. enough and... Yeah. yeah, okay.
1: So the things I tell parents is that it... Um, it's a long-term process, and so like any behaviour change, and trying to get kids to fall asleep um, early at night and independently, it does take a lot of time and a bit of hard work to set up. But the long-term implications are generally positive if you can get into a good routine. Mm-hmm. Um, the main things I usually talk about are trying to, um, yeah, you know, set a good circadian pattern, circadian rhythm, which is your natural sleep-wake cycles. Um, and that's controlled by your uh, melatonin production at night um, which is a light sensitive hormone so melatonin helps you to go to sleep at night it signals to your body that it's dark and it's nighttime and your body naturally wants to go to sleep then to help your body uh, make more melatonin because it's light sensitive I usually say an hour before bedtime I turn down the lights um, make it as dark and quiet as possible Um, And that includes um, turning off the technology because the the light from the screen um, You know suppresses your body's natural melatonin production Right. Um, So if you can keep a consistent routine um, Limit the technology, limit the light at night um, You'll be uh, going a long way to helping your child go to sleep much easier
0: Okay um, I have heard a rumour, I don't know if it's true, that you do sometimes um, encourage kids who might have this trouble and you're trying to boost their melatonin when they wake up in the morning, say six o'clock, to go outside yeah. into yeah. the sun to straight away. Is that, is yeah. that true?
1: yeah so that's that that can be helpful so um, when you wake up in the morning if you can get some bright light exposure that will drop your body's natural melatonin production and signal to your body that it's daytime it's time to wake up Um, your body has a natural um, rhythm where they uh, where as soon as you wake up there's a certain number of hours that you feel comfortable with being awake Mm -hmm. Um, so if you can give your body a strong signal at the start of the day Um, you'll kind of have a natural tendency to want to go to sleep um, X number of hours after you've been awake Um, the other thing also is um, you know the the kind of bright light and physical activity is probably increased if you're outside as well Um, and that certainly helps um, sleep and I'll tell a lot of parents that if you've had a big day running around in the park um, most kids will sleep pretty well that night
0: right okay so um, does your advice to parents In encouraging good sleep kind of change from um, depending on whether we're talking about a child who's you know a baby or a toddler versus school-age versus teenagers
1: Um, yeah I I think the challenges change at different age groups um, in terms of um, if we start from the the teenagers from the top the older kids um, they're often on their technology at night time which and it can be quite challenging sometimes to remove that for that hour Hour at least before going to sleep at night Um, and so so that's usually the big challenge for for those those kids Um, for the for the babies you know babies don't have a very strong set circadian rhythm often Um, and so it's harder for them to naturally go go to sleep at the start of the night Um, and they have a tendency to wake up a little bit more um, Mm. as well because their sleep cycles are a lot shorter Right. Um, as well. So there are some slight differences depending on on age groups. Yeah,
0: and does that kind of then lead into those um, toddler years where sometimes kids are waking up a lot through the night? And yeah, that's yeah. right.
1: That's right. So their their sleep isn't as consolidated because they haven't developed a pattern over over many years, um, and often their their sleep cycles or their REM cycles are, are still a bit shorter than in adults and older kids.
0: Okay, so. Say that what you have been, say that you've kind of stuffed things up or (laughs) things aren't going well for the sleep, what kind of things um, do you recommend for parents to try to rectify this situation?
1: Yeah, so we talk a lot about sleep hygiene in kids. Um, and the sleep hygiene, I when I talk about it, it, starts from when they finish school. So I usually like the kids to get out and run around and be active and physical. Okay. Um, if they're going to want to use any screen time or you, you um, want to give them some screen time, I'd get that early done early mm-hmm. um, and then, say, remove the technology at least an hour, sometimes two hours before um, they go to sleep. Um, I like to talk about kind of the bedroom situation so that the bedroom should be just for sleeping so mm-hmm. there'll be no screens in the bedroom, minimise toys and distractions and noises. Right. Um, I'll often suggest getting a dimmer light as well so we can turn down the light nights and dark mm-hmm. um, for some, particularly some of the kids who feel like they still need a, a night light as well. Um, and then I make sure that we do the same thing every single night as well. I then also tell parents that, look, you're probably going to need to stick to this for weeks or months. You're not going to get a change overnight. Um, But I guess I'm thinking long term um, in terms of developing a good sleep um, hygiene schedule.
0: Sure. So you mentioned doing the same thing every night. Does that kind of extend to the same Bedtime as well.
1: Yeah, so I think a consistent bedtime is, is very important um, And I try very hard not to not to change that if possible um, It can be a lot lot harder for older kids who are doing sport and activities after after school into the evening as they get a bit older um, but yeah certainly a, a set bedtime a Set dinner time um, mm-hmm. as well and routine around you know showers and brushing teeth and things um, all consistent as well
0: Okay so, um, what is there a role that medication plays in this? You mentioned melatonin. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, there is a role for medication um, if you don't respond to the sleep hygiene strategies for at least a few weeks or months. Um, and, there is good evidence for melatonin use, in, particularly in kids with autism, but it probably does extend um, to other neurodevelopmental conditions as well. Um, and so melatonin, I guess it's important to understand that it's, it's, it is a natural hormone that your body produces, um, but it only helps kids um, uh, fall asleep at, at the start of the night. It doesn't help kids um, stay asleep. Um, and I use it to kind of augment that kind of transition in terms of building a good sleep. Hygiene um, schedule. Um, so I use it to kind of sometimes make that process a little bit easier mm-hmm. um, as well. Um, the, the other thing I'd just say is um, yeah, so there is a role for medication, but the other thing I just wanted to mention was that there is an important role to make sure there's no medical issues causing sleep difficulties as well. So right. things like sleep apneas for okay. the kids who are snoring, um, sometimes restless sleep can be due to low iron, for example. So we'll kind of stri- screen for those conditions as well
0: okay that kind of leads me into my next question which was about some complications to sleep um so i'm thinking things like um common ones for toddler years or something is uh, bed wetting or then uh, nightmares as well
1: yeah okay yeah so um bed wetting is, is quite common in kids Um, And we'd probably consider it normal up to around seven years of age. Um, About 10% of kids will still have bedwetting at the age of seven. Um, Obviously, um, if it's primary, that is, they've never been dry, then that would be Quite reassuring, and we probably wouldn't need to investigate that too um, mm-hmm. too hard. If it comes on after a period of being of being dry, we'd want to exclude any kind of medical problems like urinary tract infections um, or or constipation, um, for example. Okay. Um, so, and then bedwetting has, um, you know. We manage it um, depending on um, how big of a problem it causes the child. Sure. A lot of kids, it doesn't really bother them too much, mm-hmm. um, so we wouldn't really need to do too much. Some other kids, we might use an alarm system or we might look at some medication, for example. In terms of the um, the nightmares, um, they all belong to a group called parasomnias, so um, that they're nightmares, they're night, night terrors, um, confusional arousals, for example. Um, they don't cause any harm to the child it doesn't cause any disruption to their sleep um, and it doesn't affect their sleep quality in general or function during the day okay Um, so if it's manageable um, and it doesn't cause too much disruption to the household um, then we usually know it's a developmental um, phase and the most kids will grow out of it Um, so I generally leave them alone okay Um, if it does cause some problems we can Uh, You know, do some scheduled wakings or or something like that um, to kind of reduce the frequency.
0: Okay. So um, I think that gives a good overview of sleep and how it's going, when when it's going well and other times when it's not. Do you have one piece of advice you would give parents or, you know, one thing that you think would make a big difference when they're considering their child's sleep?
1: Um, I think the... The The main thing I think is to stick to your rules, um, in terms of sleep hygiene. Um, so it can be very easy to, to change or to give in. Um, we know that kind of behavior escalates after you make a change. Um, but I think you need to kind of stick to your guns, um, because sleep is really important for the kids daytime functioning. Um, and I think just, um, trying to stick really hard to your, the rules that you kind of set um for you know a couple of weeks or a month um will probably make the biggest difference for the kids sleep
0: okay that's great thanks so much for your time
1: thank you